The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Well, we had one of the biggest comebacks in NFL history. We had perhaps the last game of Tom Brady's career. We had closer-than-expected games for Buffalo and for Cincinnati, and now those two teams will meet this weekend. We had a lot of fun watching football over the weekend, and we can't wait to break it down for you here right now on Fantasy Football Today on this Tuesday. Hope you had a great uh, holiday weekend. Hope you enjoyed all the games. I'm Adam Azer. I got three dudes with me, Dave Richard, Jamie Eisenberg, and Heath Cummings. Wow. Hey, Heath, we haven't heard from you in a while. What's going on, man? What a f- congratulations! Like you, you really buried the lead, Daniel Jones. I mean, I thought he was going to get a hundred million dollars. He's going to get at least two hundred and fifty million dollars. You know? <laughs> Be the quarterback of the Giants for the next decade. Don't don't you think the Vikings should get some of that money? Aren't they basically his agent? I mean, they are making him look so good in two of his last three games. You know? Well, I was um, I was on a camping trip this weekend with a Vikings fan, and oh. so um, that portion. That portion of the trip did not go very well. But, yeah, the nah. defense, I, I feel bad for Kirk Cousins. Uh, Yeah, he played very well, and everybody, I think, was covered on that last play. We'll talk about it a little bit more. But, Dave, good good uh, afternoon to you. How are you? Howdy. Uh, fun weekend of action for sure. Lots of good play to go around. And did we just witness the demise of Tom Brady part two? Like, I, I feel exactly, I feel exactly the same as his last game in New England. Mm. That playoff game against Tennessee, he was absolutely terrible in that game. He was worse than the... He, he yeah. was pretty bad, yeah. all things considered, against Dallas. <sighs> sure. I, well, didn't, I, I expected the Cowboys to win. I thought it would be a closer game, not a route like this. Dak played amazing. I'd like to hear from someone else, and, and not Jamie. I'd like to bring in a special guest, if you guys are okay with that. I'd like to bring in Nando DeFino. Hey, Nando. What's going on? We got a special guest today. What's going on, Nando? <laughs> What's up? How's it going? You know what? Peace. 
You're you're a very special guest, Nando, but we have another special guest. I'd like to bring in Scott Fish, ladies and gentlemen. Scott oh, Fish is here. Nice. Look at this cat. What's going on, guys? How many people can come on this thing? Uh, yeah, so Scott Scott is actually at Disney right now, so you can hear some feedback on his phone. So I'm just going to mute his phone when he's not speaking. Scott now is bring in Dave Azer. Nando is here, and the four of us are here. And Jamie, it seems like a great day to have all of our friends joining us, doesn't it? It it, it really does. You know, we should probably get a little bit more help. I think we need a few more people to to, to come in as well, Uh, because it's a it's a very uh, very very exciting special um, special moment here on 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 fantasy football today. well, we'll uh, this is uh, coming what into is the this? studio now. What, it's, it's Meryl and Berkson. Uh, we have some other special guests coming in, coming in to join us as well, Meryl. Yeah, uh, we do. Come on, come on in, everybody. Come, come in. Come in. A lot of a uh, lot of special guests here uh, joining us here on on FFT along with uh, the great Scott Fish and, and Nando Defino. Come in, guys. Come in. Come in. Man, this is uh, Meryl Berkson, one in. of uh, the original Fantasy Football Today producers. This is uh, Jack Capitorto, one of our other uh, Fantasy Football Today producers. A lot of our staff here on Fantasy Football Today. And um, uh, well, hold on, hold on. We haven't, we haven't, we haven't revealed it yet. We haven't revealed it yet. We haven't revealed it yet. Haven't revealed it yet. But very special announcement here on Fantasy Football today. Congratulations, class of 2022, FSWA Hall of Famer, Dave Richards. Look at your face. Look how happy you are. I, I, I mean, listen, listen. Uh, this, this is this is something that is well overdue. You you busted your ass for many many years in this business. You're one of the best to ever do it. There's not a Hall of Fame without you in it, and it's so well deserved. So congratulations, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Holy hell! Is everybody here? <laughs> who's, run, who's running HQ? <laughs> this is unbelievable. You guys are amazing. Um, you're you're a jerk because I've told you for years to not do this, <laughs> but since you did. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm coming over. <laughs> right. Hug it out. Hug it out. Love you, Mike. And you know what, Dave? I have to hear him. <laughs> Dave, can you hear me? Can you give me a thumbs up if you hear me? Or right, take you. his IFB out. Holy <laughs> shit. Oh, jeez. Gonna have to end that. Huh? We got a show to do. <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank you. Uh, I'm gonna let uh, I'm gonna let Scott Fish go, uh, but first I think he wants to say something. Let me just get Dave to sit down. He's doing his hugs. Scott is actually one of the people who voted on this uh, incredible award here, this incredible uh, presentation, and he voted for Dave. So. I don't think Dave can hear us yet. Jamie, can you hear me? No, Dave, Dave's plugging back in. All right, so when Dave plugs back in, I'm going to bring Scott I'm on. here, I'm here. All right, Dave, so Scott Fish actually voted for you, so I think he wants to say something to you. Go ahead, Scott. Yeah, Dave, I actually I, I did vote for you. The votes I, the votes I made were, were for good reason. You consistently support and help people, not just behind the scenes, but also – on on camera, you're so you're so good. You're so good with your writing, the trade chart. I don't remember anyone doing a trade chart before you. Um, oh, Scott, I'm sorry, Scott. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm uh, yeah, Scott, so, I have to let Scott so, go just because the connection wasn't good. But Scott, you give us a nice thumbs up. We appreciate it, man. Uh, you're the man. Enjoy Thank enjoy you, Disney, Scott. But there's there's one more surprise as part of this. You're not the only person going into the class of 2022 FSWA Hall of Fame. Not me. Nando DeFino will be in the class with you. The two of you are the class of 2022 SWA. Did you know that? 
Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. This is supposed to be a Here's surprise a to both of you. For Jamie, too. Oh, Jamie. <laughs> so, so it couldn't have been a, a better class. Uh, I, I wish I could share with you here. I'll share with you off the air all, all the things that were said in the committee about the two of you. Uh, just unbelievable for both of you, what you mean to the fantasy industry, what you mean to uh, the, the, the analyst community, what you guys have done, as Scott was you know, trying to say. Um, you know, and, and I'm sure you would have said the same okay. thing about Nanda, what you guys have done for, for the fantasy community, fantasy writers, helping people get jobs, um, helping people win in their leagues. Uh, That's not, what matters to me. Not Nando for various sports as well. So um, kudos to both of you. Very well deserved. Yeah. And, you know, just a, a pleasure and a privilege and an honor to have worked with both of you. And to be a friend. Yeah. Awesome. I want to announce the official start of the Jamie 2024. Campaign. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. 100%. Yes. 2023. Yeah. I mean, I, I would have been okay if you had gotten in and I never got in. Well, it's, I, uh, I really, everyone, this was you, never a goal of mine. This was never <laughs> what I, you know, you know what? CBS takes really good care of us. You know what so this I, was? What? Sorry, Heath. I know you get. I'll let you get in there. This was. Mm. Oh no, not that. So, wait, Whoa. what happened there? Whoa. No, that wasn't it. It was. Uh, oh, oh, he's gonna play the game of the week. Yeah, it this was is so pitch perfect that he's messing up. It's the fame of the week. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's, that would have that would have been the best way to do it ever. We, we, uh, fame uh, we of the week. It, <laughs> <laughs> Heath, um, uh, go ahead, Heath. Yeah, I mean, I think like both of these guys, I feel like I, I owe the fact that I uh, even have this job. I mean, first off, Nando left without that. <laughs> Thank you for leaving, Nando. And Dave, like I remember when I applied for this job and they flew me down, I did an interview, and um, a few, few of you were in the office that day. And Dave was the guy who a couple days later sends me a direct message via Twitter. It was the first time I'd ever met him in my life. And just like, gives me encouragement over that interview and over like the positivity he was hearing. And then I get hired and like a month into my tenure, he's still helping me out. He gave me a $5,000 chandelier delivered to Key West on my first vacation. <laughs> and that was a special uh, moment. No, but in all seriousness, you guys are Titans in this industry and, and oh, me and, and people who Jeez. came after me stand, stand on your shoulders. Oh, stand on your we, shoulders. we feel like Titans when we, Tell people to sit Eno Benjamin, and then he goes off on a Thursday night game, <laughs> and I'm up till 2 in the morning questioning my life's decisions. Well, uh, congratulations no, to Titans, both of you. Seriously. We, we, oh, we all sorry. work hard. Heath, you belong sorry. in, too. <laughs> Everybody involved on this show deserves to be in the Hall of Fame except for Adam. 100% agree. <laughs> um, Nando, thank you very much. We'll let you go. Congratulations, oh, buddy. He's not Thanks. saying after all this? Yeah, I thought you and, maybe you and Heath should go, and me, Jamie, and Dave. <laughs> Yeah. I'm, I'm going. I told, I told Nando we had to do the whole show, whole show with the whiteboard. <laughs> Heath is going. Nando's going. Thank you guys All for right. dropping in. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Jamie, thank you. What a guy. He held a door for me my first day at CBS. <laughs> Jamie Eisenberg. <laughs> and Richard introduced me to Flanagan's. So this means a lot. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I think right. I'm going to get that for lunch tomorrow. Listen, uh, let's let's get back to business here, guys. But uh, actually, a few other friends want to oh. say hello to you. James Questell oh, is There's here. More. There's more. Oh, cute! <laughs> Our former FFT producer <laughs> and the voice of the Raiders. Wait, wait. Jason. There's, There's more. more. Jason oh, Hi, Dave. 
This is the best show ever. <laughs> and wait, there's more. No, wait. It's the girls <laughs> Downtown, let's go. What's up, dude? Dude, this Why is the best. I wish I'd made the Hall of Fame 10 years ago, and then we could have all gotten together and done this. Listening to all We would have gone to quality meets. Listening to all this oh. praise of Dave and Eno Benjamin and staying up till two in the morning. I mean, goodness gracious. Like, how did you not start Jared Stidham in week 17? <laughs> I don't know, man. My, my best up? Raider source never got back to me with what Jared Stidham would do. I think my best Raider me. source couldn't even tell me about Jacobs in week 18. I had to go through a different guy. To you, get that. you asked, you asked me in the preseason, Hey, what's the Jacobs situation? Like, I think I'm like, I think they might split carries. I don't know. <laughs> That's so, nice. Adam, introduce everybody. So yeah, yeah. Know, so, so James Quest, uh, what's up, Q? Not that they need an introduction. Hey, what's up, guys? So, Q, Q? Q used to produce uh, the Fantasy Football Today Sunday show for a couple of years. The first producer. The first? For how many years? Creator uh, with you guys. Creator. 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 Yeah. Along with Peter Smith. Nathan's, hey, and I'll, I'll say one thing to you, Dave, just for you, okay, buddy? Change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my heard, God, uh, well, Nathan. The three of you know how special those Saturday nights and Sunday mornings were uh, oh, for yes. fantasy football today in New York. And rare was it when all of us were together for one of those shows. But whenever pieces of of us were together for those shows, they were absolutely special, epic, quality times. And uh, I'm just, I'm really grateful to know each of you. You've each played an important role in my career, and I wouldn't be who I was today without any of you three. So really, really grateful that you guys managed to stop by and, and say hey. And yeah, in the case of, yeah, I talked to Nathan and Jason plenty. Q, I don't know what happened where we are talking. <laughs> He's at the group the home. Let's go. <laughs> You know, we gotta we gotta get home. back on track with that dude. But uh, I, I keep up with what you're doing, and uh, I love to. I you know, Q and I are friends on Facebook, and so I'm watching his his daughter grow up, and I'm watching Q go on with his life, and and occasionally post a picture of Clyde Frazier. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I see that you're doing great, and that always it always makes me smile to see you, and this is no exception to that. And I'm glad you're here, Q and uh, Jason. I just known you, you forever nathan known you forever um heath was talking about the first time i met him i remember the first time i met nathan and there, there were no handshakes it was only bro oh wait a minute there was a handshake there was a hand oh you <laughs> the mega powers the, the mega powers yeah uh, that was good when we were wasted on saturday nights um the, <laughs> no but like uh, you guys are very special to me, all three of you. So, Dave, I, I don't think I don't think everybody fully realizes this. I know in this group they do, but your listening audience probably does not. CBS. They've already I, left. The listening audience is gone. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, they're, 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 this this is not what they tuned in for. <laughs> they did. No, we got a lot of heavy hitters here, dude. Yeah. You've been at the start. You were at CBS when CBS had video for the internet launching. It yep. was. Me, True. you, some slubby guy that we all love named Michael Fabiano and Pat <laughs> Kerwin. Yeah. And, and, and then Jamie came, I believe, a year later. A year later. A year later. But all yep. of that's back in like 2005 when people were like, hey, let's do this thing, video for the internet. And my first thought was, why am I going to do video for the internet <laughs> when I could go be a sports reporter in El Paso, Texas? <laughs> and, and I decided to do video for the internet because my girlfriend at the time, now a wife of 14 plus years, 
was moving to New York and they're like, we'll move you to New York. And I'm like, sold. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and lo and behold, here comes Dave Richard flying up from Florida to do, do you remember our studio? Yeah. It was the it was size a of a closet. It literally yeah, yep. actually might've just been a closet. It, it may have been a closet before. Uh, I believe there was this green screen behind us. We had one like in the whole room. Was, the whole too. room was green. Yeah, yeah. it must've been. Do you remember Tom? I remember Curry? the music. I think you can still find some of those videos on YouTube. We, it was oh, so man. ancient that we would we would tape a start set segment on Tuesday. Yep, yep. And we'd have to say, "Cut this guy out, cut right, that right, guy right, out." Right. Hurt. The segment would be forty five <laughs> seconds by the time it was Friday. Well, but those uh, were the those were the early early days, and then the days got bigger and better. And uh, I mean, Nathan and Q know all about that when the show was put yep. on CBS Sports Network and. Oh man, we, uh, we we were having a great time. Brian Westbrook was a part of those shows. The uh, U.S. Stover, Randall, Randy Cross was a part of those shows. Armani Toomer, uh, yeah. Brian Jones. Yeah, Brian. Jo how could I forget about BJ? Did you forget oh, Brian God. Jones? <laughs> I don't know why. It's he, hot he as the first one. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thanks for for uh, you know Nathan. I don't really think you got to say anything, so let me throw it over to you. Um, and thank you guys for coming on to be part of this. Appreciate it. Well, first of all, congratulations, Dave. What an honor and certainly a very fitting honor for you. And it was that was some of the best times of my professional life was when we were out in New York, quality yeah. meets, we do the show, you know, whether we were down on the river and then that got wiped out. We had Superstorm Sandy, I think it was, that wiped us out. And then we ended up at MLB playing yes. some ball, wiffle ball in that little stadium. It was just the oh, best of times. Elite. It was it was epic. But, you know, people still come up to me and ask me about Tag Team Tuesday when I was on Sirius and you would come on and we'd play the rock and wrestling theme song and <laughs> people would absolutely love it. So, dude, it's awesome to see that you have what I think is so cool is you stay the same. You are the same downtown Dave that Jamie yeah. met probably, you know, all yep. the way back yep. in the day. And Jason met back in 2005 and Q met a long time ago and Azer met a long time ago. And, and it's just awesome. And I think it's allowed us to stay, you know, close, even though we haven't necessarily worked together for a decade we're still in there and, and talking all, all the time and, and following you guys and you guys are still helping me which is great because I'm certainly not into it much like Jason who's probably very Raiders centric I'm very Brown centric at this point uh, which actually in 2023 might not be bad it wasn't even that bad this year to be perfectly honest so anyway <laughs> just con just congratulations to you uh, a Hall of Famer and it's it's fitting for for a man of of your stature your prestige I just have one request though with the at the Hall of Fame induction ceremony in my mind there's obviously a massive one. I'd like you to wear the Snickers suit because yes. that was still one of my that was okay. still one of my favorite memory moments on the show. You're talking. Oh, uh, Nathan, like, he busted out every now and then. Uh, once in a he while. looks like a Snickers bar right now. And we all look and we're all dying on set. It's great. All right. Those guys. are the days where I really like chocolate brown. Thank you oh, so maybe, much. Yeah, you but maybe I sure. If I, is there a speech? Is there a ceremony? We'll, 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 we'll figure that out. <laughs> I, I was actually wondering, where is the Hall of Fame located? Like, where are we going to have to go for the induction ceremony? Where do we need to, what weekend? I think oh, this is it. Yeah, I think night? it's happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think this, is, this is the speech. This is it. All right, guys. Nathan, Jason, I'll annoy you guys with questions about your teams later. I know nothing. <laughs> you guys I, know know a little more I live 2,800 miles away from my team. I know nothing. <laughs> and Q, I'll bug you about the Knicks. All right, buddy. We're doing good. Uh, hey, I, I know you. Say, hey, Nathan, thanks for not bringing up the grand slam you hit off me. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> uh, right, on the, right under the buttocks of that cow. Right on. It was one of the great moments of all time. I think, right. I think you want to is out there pitching. Boom. 
I'm so, hey, I did strike out B West twice, so I don't care. Dave, Dave, I just want to say, bro, you are so deserving of this, bro. And you're not only as a fantasy writer, but you're like one of the best dudes I've ever met. You're just honest, Great genuine. Human. You are the best dude. So congrats, man. I just want to tell you that. All right. Awesome, Q. Thank you. Thank you very much. We need to talk more, James Questel. We need yeah. to be in touch more, man. So thank you, boys. Thank you. Congratulations. To the ladies in your life, Q. And love to your families, Jason and Nathan. You too, buddy. You, Same buddy. to you, brother. Thank you. All, All right. right. I feel like I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> this is your life. Right? Someone's about to come. As, as, as... Hey, wait, we're not done. <laughs> we're, we're not done. We're not done. <laughs> we're not done. I, I, do, is there a cancer <laughs> diagnosis coming? I, I mean. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. But... I mean, is my wife coming on? No. There's no, no way I... she knows this. She would have No, no, no. I didn't want to give anybody, anybody the chance. That's why I asked you before the show. Are your parents watching? <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> so, Jamie, we have, we have one more guest. I and maybe we could talk a little fantasy with him too if he's if he's down. Oh, I mean he loves it. Pete Briscoe. Hey. Wait a second. It's shocking that you guys kept me waiting, A. And it's shocking <laughs> that I'm filling fantasy football content, B, even when it's not the regular season. And C, because I like doing A, B, and C. Mild cheddar. Look, mild cheddar. You can see yeah. I don't know if you can see that. There you go. Some mild cheddar. <laughs> Yeah, mozzarella for you, buddy. There oh, okay, you I know where this is going. I got you know what that's for. That's for the Hall of Famer because he had a Hall of Fame moment once in the green room <laughs> when he got a calzone and he somebody heard him mumble under his breath, mmm, cheese. <laughs> Did not happen. Did, I, I swear I've told Nick Costos a dozen times that I didn't say mmm, cheese. <laughs> I, don't know, I, mm, I think mm. I we've gone back to the source about five or different five different ways. <laughs> I am the source. No, no, you denied it. You <laughs> because I know what the truth for you is. that you were in such throes of ecstasy that you were. Like, mm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not That's denying amazing. the ecstasy. It was a really good calzone. <laughs> Most calzones are pretty damn good. But oh. I don't think I've ever talked about the food I've eaten. <laughs> You've known me 15 plus years. Mm -hmm. How many times have I said the food I'm eating as if I'm having sex with the food? <laughs> that was one. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't one. Well, you know why? First and foremost, you've never seen a calzone that big, so it kind of played into exactly what you were doing. Well, then why wouldn't I say made... calzone? Mmm, calzone. Seriously, congratulations on the Hall of Fame, dude. You're, you're a Hall I, I don't of know. Fame, dude. I, it's you're, crazy. Like they all said, you're one of the five nicest human beings I've ever met in my life, and I'm serious about that. You are wow. genuine. You are nice as can be. You never get your feathers ruffled. Even when we say you're sponsoring the pizza that gets delivered and get back on it, which we well, know I am. you still don't get riled up. I'm serious. You're no. one of the five nicest guys I've ever met. And congratulations. You do a great job. And you earn the right to be in the Hall of Fame. Thank you, Pete. I don't know if I've earned it, um, but I've been doing this job for a long time, so maybe I get the Longevity Award. Pete, yeah, you've but that also been work. doing... Believe me, that doesn't get you in yeah. the Hall of Fame. I no, 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 but you, I know, I know, but you deserve to be in the the Hall of Fame, the real Hall of Fame. Um, everybody that's been to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, I'm not talking about the bus. I don't think anybody's going to make a bust of your noggin, but I, I, there is a, a section there for the best writers that have covered the National Football League. And Pete, you've been doing this for longer than I've been doing fantasy. 
So uh, on, Appreciate I now it. have two guys to get. I, I honestly four guys that I need to help. Get you know what's really great about this segment? You know what's really great about this segment with me? There was supposed to be somebody else on this segment. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get Brinson and in the I, Hall of Fame because he didn't even bother to show so up. Vintage. It's so vintage that he didn't show up. He'll show up at Where the end the of the show. He's, he's, he's late. Where the hell is Will Brinson? I mean, it's like, that's like the same. It's no, it's no different. doesn't matter if it's an award ceremony or work or whatever. Where the hell is Will Brinson? Yeah, that's what every mock draft, we ask the same thing. We should just call every you mock draft. What's better about it, Azer? What's that? Jamie texted us like he told us yesterday, 1110, which we relate, of course. And I texted Jamie to remind him. But <laughs> you know what? He's texting that early. He's texting 10 minutes early, 20 minutes early because he's trying to remind Brinson. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, I, I didn't expect Will. I thought it was 50 50. I thought it was 50 50. But, you know, <laughs> maybe he'll come on later. Dave, you, you should feel proud that Will Brinson continues his, his usual ways of not showing up on time for you yes it's, it's just been he is on brand for sure we were we were texting during the canes nc state game this this past weekend oh and by nice. texting i mean i texted him wow what a game and he never responded <laughs> so so what what's the next step do you get a trophy participation I, I, trophy i i you got a balloon i i get this big giant <laughs> balloon peak i don't know if you can see it but it's this, that's awesome this is, that's awesome and this uh, will sit look, somewhere put, in the office if they for, do give you like an award or trophy or something you can put it next to all the 50 participation trophies you have. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm bringing home some pretty good trophies from this year in fantasy pete so. no participation oh you mean the player prop trophy <laughs> yes <laughs> that was a prop that was that's a, not that a real trophy but we should we should and, do a real and, trophy for that but you know, seriously, it's it's a great honor. And uh, next step, it is a great Jamie honor. Jamie Eisenberg yes. is in the Hall of Fame. Yes. Hopefully, Jamie, Jamie like, doesn't wait. You no, know, Jamie acts all down low. He gets uh, in the media. You know, yeah, he wants in too, just like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're, Pete, you're getting first. Pete, on, you man. deserve it first. Yeah, agreed on that. You get we have a lot real of really Hall great people who deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. You're one of them. You're one of them. So we will. It'll get. It'll happen. Thanks, thanks, Dave. Appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> thanks for coming on. Pete, I might man. as well have been have talking to one. Brinson. <laughs> all right, guys. Just let me know if Brinson ever shows up. That's all I want to know. You, you'll, you already know the answer. You'll be the first to know. <laughs> all right, guys, Guess what? The answer is no. <laughs> See ya. All, All right. right. Woo, Dave, congratulations. You've been uh, you. someone I've learned Thank a lot you, from and love working with. Congratulations. Man. Thank you. All right. You ready to talk some football? <laughs> I mean, is there actually a show? Yeah, there is. There's a real show. Be so, everybody telling me. So originally, originally uh, the, call, the call for the committee was Friday. And I forgot how the process works. I thought we were going <laughs> to. And that, I thought that was going to be done there. So I told Adam, I'm like, we got we to gotta do this before they let out the announcement uh -huh. where they say announcement. So I'm like, Oh, we're going to do a, uh, we're going to tell Dave, we're, we're going to do a, a DFS show that it's, it's a mandatory DFS show. And I would not have thought anything of it. I would have showed up like an idiot. <laughs> I, I've been texting all these people for like two weeks. <laughs> like it's going to happen going on for two weeks. Well, oh I mean, I had gosh. a pretty good idea. You're going to get in. So, I really want to get yeah. the show started, but Brinson just showed up now. <laughs> Do I even let him in? No, don't let him on. Don't let him on. <laughs> I'm only going to let him, him on if he's going to talk football with us because we got to talk football here. So. Unfortunately, I've logged into the account. I, I can do whatever yeah. I want. 
You could add yourself to the stream. That's I can end the broadcast right now. <laughs> that's that's terrible. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I just showed up to tell you that NC State beat Miami, buddy. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Adam, Adam, I don't know if you saw this. I did see that. Jim Ranega didn't uh, didn't get the W in Raleigh. That's all right. I did see that. Uh, but uh, both teams are ranked, so that's good stuff. All right. So listen. What am I doing here? You're, you're congratulating Dave. You want to you want to talk football with us? You want to be on the you're show done, with us? Dave, you don't have to Dave, do anything Dave, else. Dave, I, I got to tell you, this is probably the second greatest moment in my in my career at CBS. Getting to congratulate you on making the Fantasy Football Hall of Fame. You know, what number one is right. But I got to wear a dress on set. Oh, yes. <laughs> you were my one. When you and I showed up to Fort Lauderdale on a Thursday afternoon, <laughs> and I walk in the office and, and Jamie and Dave are cackling. What is so funny? They're like, well, we're going to be the Flintstones for Halloween. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, we're already the guys. <laughs> and Joy's one of the girls. <laughs> so Joy Taylor. Joy Taylor was Betty. <laughs> and Will was. Whose wife was I? Mine. <laughs> I was Fred Flintstone. Dave, Dave. <laughs> How could from I your, not be? From your, from your, from your uh, work wife, congratulations. Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have a good show. Thank you, Will. All right. <laughs> and there so, you go. Perfect. 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 Let Pete know that Will made his appearance. Who's our fan? Who's our biggest fantasy winner, Jamie? From the weekend. Uh, the biggest fantasy winner of the weekend. Oh, there's a lot of different directions you can go with this. Uh, it's I'm Dave going to say for the, the Hall biggest... of Fame. Congratulations, Dave. Oh, no, stop. Just kidding, just kidding. Uh, can we just go yes, on with the yes, damn yes, show? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, the biggest winner aside How from Dave you? getting Hall of Fame. Um, I'm going to say it is Daniel Jones because yeah. he has put himself in the position <clears throat> to be potentially drafted as a starter next year. He is one of nine quarterbacks. I don't know if you're aware of this. One of nine quarterbacks in NFL history with 3,000 rushing, 3,000 passing yards and 700 rushing yards in the same season. So if he's able to do that, which it seems like is pretty capable of doing, then that's going to make him a, a potential top 12 guy. So, you know, you're seeing, let's say, Tua slide. Uh, and, and I think at this point it's easy to say, factoring health that Daniel Jones is probably a safer play right now than to assuming that he's back with the Giants. He's done this without any semblance of a standout receiver. Um, he's made guys, and, and Brian Dable's made guys look good, Isaiah Hodgins and Richie James, and, you know, at times throughout the season, Wanda Robinson and, and Darius Slayton. Uh, so hopefully mm -hmm. that's a position that they address. The offensive line should be good. I hope Saquon stays as well. And so Daniel Jones, I think, you know, based on – you said it, Adam. It's the, it's the Vikings. It's a great matchup, but, you know, he's really done it for a good portion of the season as well. And so, you know, when you look 3,700, nine guys have done it, it, it's hard to overlook what he could be and could, or could continue yeah. to be. Well, it's a big weekend, in my opinion, for him because it's it's one thing. To, look at the last three games he's played. It's been the Vikings twice and the Colts, and he's great in those games. If he can just – it doesn't even have to have a great game against the Eagles, but just, you know, be be good again and um, show kind of mastering the offense the way he's been. It's going to be – he's going to be really interesting – on draft day, he's going to have a lot of helium, I think. Uh, Dave, who's the biggest fantasy loser? I, I think, I, I, I think this isn't going to be exciting. This is kind of lame and it's kind of obvious, but I, I wonder where Adam Thielen's going to be next year and if he even gets drafted. You look at this Vikings offense and how they operate. Hawkinson is going to have a huge role. Justin Jefferson's Justin Jefferson. I bet KJ Osborne takes a jump. 
and becomes their number two I wonder two if, Thielen, if Thielen stays. You know, I don't know what his cap number is, but... He's um, a candidate to be cut. So I, I did... It's it's on the site now. Uh, stock up, stock down of, of guys from the playoffs. So uh, Daniel Jones and and Hodgins and, and, and Saquon, I combined them all as winners. Uh, some of the guys who I, I, I thought lose a little bit of value, and it's not necessarily just because this weekend, but, you know, the season. Uh, so the five stock down guys for me were Justin Herbert. Um, you know, you just... Factor yeah, in the, uh, the entire season, and, and again, he threw the ball 40-plus times and one touchdown under 300 yards passing. Um, Dalvin Cook, you know, who's just had a really bad season uh, as well, <laughs> and you, you were to say 21 touches and six catches, and he comes away with 13 PPR points and didn't score. You know, it's uh, it's, it's been a bad year for him. Uh, Joe Mixon, I know it was a tough matchup against the, the Ravens, but he only had, I think it was three games, over 17 PPR points per game. Uh, he had the huge game, as we, we've noted time and time again, against Carolina. And everything that's around him should make him better. Another year older, you know, you wonder if he's still worth taking in round two. Um, uh, I have Brandon Ayuk as a loser because we see what what happens when everybody's healthy, you know. And so another you know bad game for him with everybody out there, and so uh, makes me a little nervous. And then Jalen Waddle, you know, I, I think you know we've seen sort of what's happened. He's played five games this season without Tua Tagovailoa. Four of those, he's been nine PPR points or less. So very small sample size, but. You know, if if Tua's not back and they don't find uh, an upgrade, for example, you know, if Tua's health is is a concern, you know, I don't know if Jalen Wild's going to be a second round pick, as as I think a lot of us haven't pegged for based on our rankings so far. So those are five guys for me that you know just you got to keep an eye on. I think this offseason, just coming off the playoffs, obviously, there's a lot of different predictions to go. Thielen is is, is certainly in the mix, um, but you know, just looking at some of the things that happened in the playoffs and factoring what happened in the season. Uh, th- those were just five guys that I pointed out. So those are guys that you're expecting their draft value to be worse than what it was last year. So it, but it, you is, know, is it based strictly off the? No, no, game? no. Part part it's of it is the whole part, part of it is you know. So I I've been very ingrained in our rankings because I've been writing about our top twelve guys, mm-hmm. and so I think Chris Towers and I'm not singling out anybody, but Chris has Dalvin Cook. I think is, is the only one as a top twelve guy. Maybe he does also. Right. Um. I think. Uh. I know Adam. I think you had Joe Mixon relatively high. I, yeah. I think um, I have him like. In the top first round pick, I think I'm at right. him as RB five. So, you know, I, you know, I'm 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 kind of looking at you know where where we're coming at it. You know, the five of us, um, our five analysts, are coming at it as well. You know, and just kind of factor that in also, and then the draft that we just did. So it's just kind of those type of things. But then also again, you know, looking at the season and just circumstances. So Waddle's a, a a tough guy right now to say should he be a second round pick if if it's. Uh, a Skylar Thompson. I mean, if, the if, it, if, no. if it's uh, yes, uh, well, but a, it's a not going to be. But well, I mean, every indication we, is that, that Tua is going to be we, the we, guy. I don't know if he's a second round pick with Tua Tonga. Yeah, hundred percent is. If you just look at his stats with Tua, he's a top seven wide receiver, top seven, right? Top eight. But but AJ Brown. But good. when you're talking about if if they don't find the right answer, you know, and if it's maybe hitting the reset button and going back and getting another young player, you know, whether it's a rookie or trying to figure out what the position is. We we just don't know. We but don't know what Tua's health is. Don't we? Don't we? Right now, based on what we've seen, the reports and everything, that don't we go into it thinking Tua Tagovailoa is going to be their starting quarterback next year? Yes, but again, you, you've now seen multiple concussions, and is there concern that he's never going to be the same guy and play a full season? So uh, you have to factor that in when you're when you're looking at him and ranking him. Waddle. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we are going to talk about some of those guys. We're going to talk about Dalvin Cook. Talk about Justin Herbert. Um, let me do some quick news and notes here. Injuries, news and notes. Uh, Lamar Jackson did not travel with the team. And in case you missed this, on that quarterback sneak that ended up being the touchdown for Sam Hubbard, uh, Tyler Huntley was supposed to go low. He's supposed to go kind of under his offensive line. He le- he leaped over and had the ball knocked out. So 
John Harbaugh actually called him out for that. Um, <clears throat> but uh, Lamar Jackson not being with the team, you know, I think a lot of people are, are looking at that and thinking he's not going to play with the Ravens anymore. Dave, who's who do you think the quarterback for the Ravens is going to be next season? I have absolutely no clue. And they need to have a clue on who they want to have at quarterback if they're willing to let Lamar go. And maybe they're not ready to make that decision yet because the one decision that they can make that makes a ton of sense is franchising. And that buys them a little bit of time. They can field some trade offers if they want to. They can work on possibly a contract extension with them and keep them, or they can just let them play on the franchise tag. But at bare minimum, giving them the franchise tag, it, it makes all the sense in the world for them to do that. It's just a matter of whether that leads to him moving on to another team or him staying there. I would expect that to happen. And if he's healthy and ready to go, maybe they just get together and they say, look, we, you don't have a better option than us. We're going to pay you this. Why don't you stick around? We'll see if we can make it work. Ravens are typically one of the better franchises in the league about making something like that happen. I, I will say this, though. You know, his, his social media posts, not traveling with the team. Just go back to last offseason. Kyler Murray scrubbed his social media accounts. Debo Samuel scrubbed his social media accounts. They were done with the team mm -hmm. from a public right. standpoint, and they got their deals and everything was kumbaya. You know, so I think you just got to keep an eye on what's, you know, still uh, ahead for these for this, these parties involved, um, if they come to the table with with a contract that he's willing to accept, he'll be Mr. Raven again, you know. And if not, they have the control because they can franchise tag him. So, um, Jason Lacanfora, who's uh, you know still does work for us at CBS, but he's very tied into the Ravens, does a radio show in Baltimore. You know, he suggested, and I think other people have suggested as well that it might be time to blow it up in Baltimore. You know, just because it just hasn't worked, and, and maybe it's time that. Uh, the Lamar Jackson experiment is just not what the Ravens need. And so if that happens, though, you're probably seeing a, a, a cleaning up uh, maybe everybody but Harbaugh. You know, so uh, just something to keep an eye on there. But I, I, I would guess right now, 2023, first snap, week one, if everybody's healthy, Lamar Jackson's the quarterback. <clears throat> okay. Cincinnati left tackle Jonah Williams has a dislocated kneecap. He is week to week. They have a very, very thin offensive line going into that mm -hmm. game at Buffalo. Uh, Russell Gage, you probably saw it last night, was carted off in the final minutes of that game. He does have feelings in his extremities, so that's good. Uh, feeling in his extremities, so that you know that's a great sign. Hopefully, hoping for the best for Russell Gage. Looks like Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay are coming back next season. McVay for sure. Um, reportedly Stafford as well uh, for the Rams. And same thing with the Dolphins. Uh, Mike McDaniel and Tua Tungavailoa uh, reportedly going to be you know, the head coach and quarterback for the Dolphins. This happened just before our show. The Chargers fired uh, Joe Lombardi, their offensive coordinator. So I think when, when we talk about Justin Herbert, we can talk more about that. But I think we all want to see them throw the ball downfield a little bit more. And ultimately, their yeah. biggest problem la this season was terrible red zone offense. Just not good enough, not scoring enough touchdowns. And that was one of the things that lost them that game, that 27 nothing game uh, against Jacksonville. Uh, there's a lot of coaching stuff going on. Carolina received permission to interview Sean Payton. Reportedly, the, the Saints want um, a first-round pick for Payton. And Cleveland hired Jim Schwartz as defensive coordinator. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, I got one question for each eliminated team. That is six teams, one question for each of them. As we go into the offseason, we'll be right back on Fantasy Football Today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for bearing with us in an unusual unusual show. I mean, I can just, you don't know what Dave means to everybody at Fantasy Football Today. He's just... He is our show. He's just like our our heart and soul, and Jamie too, and you know, and you know, Heath and me, I guess, to a much lesser extent. But those two guys have been there forever. Dave has been there forever. Um, he means so much to all of us, and uh, we thought he needed an episode basically to celebrate Dave getting into the Hall of Fame. So I know it was longer than we expected, but thank you for uh, for for you know for all it of you for being a part of it. <laughs> no, it I mean, I it love was really all fun. All of our old friends, but it was weird. No, it was not weird. It was great. That was awesome, too. (laughs) Weird. A little weird. Go ahead. All right. One question for each team. What were you thinking when it happened? (laughs) You have any idea what's going on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. As soon as (laughs) I see this giant thing, like you'll watch the video and you'll see a big giant goalpost with like a four leaf clover at the bottom for some stupid reason. (laughs) It's from his son's birthday. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm the king of of kickbacks and repackaging. Okay, fine. Um, No, I, I mean, I knew what was going on. I was. Staring a hole through your head. <laughs> I've told you for years not to bother doing this. All right, enough of this. Enough of this. Let's talk about the playoffs. All right. Question for Seattle: Ken Walker or Derrick Henry in 2023? And I'll tell you that in PPR, Derrick Henry PPR he actually had more catches than Walker. He averaged yep. five more fantasy points per game than Ken Walker. It, that's very deceiving because Walker played those games when Rashad Penny was healthy. Right. But, you got to take those first five out. You yeah, Azer said that. There's 17. I I, I've got it. I can. Yeah, I mean, there's 17 game pace. Walker versus Henry, very, very similar actually. Uh, but who do you guys like better, Walker or Henry in 2023? I I leaned with the youth, and I took Kenneth Walker, who's seven years younger than Derrick Henry, and does have room to improve as a pass catcher if Seattle wanted to go that route. From week six on, he averaged 15.9 full PPR points per game. That was 3.2 fewer than Derrick Henry. I still don't see a, a path for Derek Henry to become a 50-catch guy. And I really want to see what happens with the Titans' offense um, in the coming months. What are they going to do with their offensive line? What are they going to do at quarterback? There, there's a lot in play, and there's some obvious risk with Henry at this point because he will be 29 next season. Play caller as well uh, for Tennessee. And, um, you know, I, I just look at it, there's uh, everything trending in the right direction for Seattle. They got pick five, they got pick 20 in the first round. Um, you know, so they have the opportunity to, you know, enhance their offense. The only thing that concerns me is, you know, Derrick Henry is going to be the guy. Pete Carroll is Mr. Preach Competition. And will they bring in somebody else? It's not going to be a first round pick. It's not going to be a high price free agent. Could be Rashad Penny. Could be back. right. That's what I was about but to say. But are they going to bring in somebody of significance to compete with Walker? So that's the one thing you got to keep an eye on. But right now, as it stands, following the, the playoffs, I, I'm taking Ken Walker. I have them. Four spots apart in my running back rankings and about Ooh. 10 spots apart in uh, – no, not that much. Like seven spots apart in the top 24. Can you – do you have your running back rankings open? Can you run he's, down he's, Walker? Walker's who else, five. Who else, who else? Uh, 
Yeah, like who's I have Etienne over, over Derrick Henry as well. Okay. Um, I'm I'm just I'll probably be out on Henry. Uh, for me, so I think he's ninth. Uh, it's um, right now it's Walker, Etienne, Mixon, Jacobs, Henry, and so okay. Jacobs will be dependent on where he where he plays. And right right behind Henry is Brees Hall. Brees Hall is 100. percent Brees Hall will be ahead. Oh, of Derek you got to put Brees Hall if he's 100. percent He looks good ahead of Derrick Henry. I agree yep. with that. Uh, I've got Walker and Henry back to back, five and six among running backs. Okay. Yeah, and it's and in the first draft we did Henry to go ahead of Walker. It's uh it's interesting because neither of these guys are are big pass catchers and um you know Walker wasn't their third down back so that might limit you know both of their upside but you know it, it, it's not it doesn't seem to be quite as important as it used to be uh that you know to be an elite running back without the big pass catching role okay anyway well I wouldn't say that elite but like top you know seven eight it's top six seven yeah that's fine top one or two unlikely for for Walker I would say unless he starts catching a lot more passes um all right chargers what happened to Justin Herbert? He went from QB3 per game in 2021 to QB15 per game in 2022. And even if you look at there, I think there are only four games, five games, where he had both a healthy Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. He scored 21.5, 8.7, 5.5, 20.7, 22.8 fantasy points. That's I mean, fine in three of those five games, terrible in two of those five games. Um, so what happened to Justin Herbert? Dave? You know, he still set a career high in pass attempts and completion rate, and he wasn't really off target. But the three biggest things that I saw when I dug into the data, his touchdown rate plummeted. You touched on that already, Adam. Uh, career low, 3.6%. He was in the fives in his first two years of his career. Zero rushing touchdowns. He had eight touchdowns on the ground through his first two seasons. And his completion in his A dot was actually lower without Keenan Allen than with Keenan Allen. If you look at weeks two through 10, completion rate was just below 65%. 6.2 A dot, 11 touchdowns. Week 11 through their wild card game, the completion rate was almost 70%. A dot of 6.5, that's still low, but something that was higher with Allen, 12 touchdowns in nine games. I think Keenan Allen was a part of it. I think injuries were a big part of it. Remember, he hurt his ribs. Yeah. His offensive line went through a ton of other injuries. And you, you mentioned it. They struggled a little bit in the red zone, and he didn't chuck it downfield nearly as much as, as we'd seen in the past, or maybe not had as much success doing so as we had seen in the past. I I, I think I'm going to be in on Justin Herbert next year because his draft stock, you called him a loser. You're not calling him a loser in terms, Jamie, of him being like you're out on Justin no, Herbert next no, year, no. but you're going to be able to get him at a much better round next year than you did this year. He's, he's going to go at best fifth. He's going to go behind Mahomes and Allen. Yep. And this Hurts, past year he was, going, he was going ahead of Mahomes. He was the second quarterback. He was my board. second. He's going to go behind Hertz, and he's going to go behind Burrow. I mm-hmm. think those four are, are almost certainly going to go ahead of him. Now, Burrow may slide. That's something I think that could be debated. And Fields may jump him if he stays in Chicago, and they add a lot to it, You know, depending on what they do at their draft because of what he does as a rusher. Lamar Jackson may also go ahead of Herbert if he's back in Baltimore. I know Heath, for example, likes Lamar Jackson still as a top-five guy. Yep. And so they're, 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 he's in that mix now, I think, of – Guys that you will settle for, and, and I use that in not necessarily a derogatory way, but someone that you'll be happy to get. Um, Trevor Lawrence may jump him too. I mean, you know, that's a guy that's 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 ascending and is going to get Calvin Ridley a, a significant piece. So um, we'll see who the play caller is. We'll see what happens with the receiving core because Keenan Allen's not getting younger. Uh, but the offensive line, when healthy, is great. The running back catches passes as well as anybody in the league. Uh, Mike Williams is still a tremendous playmaker. You know, we'll see if what they do with Gerald Everett, but. There's a lot to love about Justin Herbert. And remember, you know, you, you, you mentioned Adam. Why did he fall off? 
he lost Mike Williams and Keenan Allen for the majority of the beginning part of the season. And so not having those guys and trying to readjust, playing through a rib injury. Literally 46 um, snaps of Keenan Allen between weeks one and eight. Yeah, it weeks was one and sorry, weeks one and ten. It was uh it was, I think at one point they had played 17 snaps together, Williams, Allen, and Herbert, you know, because of Something how much like those, yeah. those guys had missed. And so um Josh Palmer is somebody that that's on the rise, and hopefully the new play caller will will be able to un- unlock that more than just uh, an injury replacement. So, uh, yeah, he's he's going to be one of the best values on draft day uh, for his position. I don't mm-hmm. think what we saw last year is is the norm, and the ceiling that we got two years ago may not be the norm either. But you know, I think he's probably closer to that than he is what we saw in twenty twenty three. Yep. Okay. Yeah, they got the twenty second pick in the draft, so I I would love to see that. That's a good wide receiver range. So I'd love to see them upgrade at wide receiver. Kid from TCU would be awesome. Though. Yeah, I don't know if he'll make it that far, but you know, uh, some some someone exciting will probably be there at twenty two. All right, mm-hmm. Miami. Question for Miami: Is Tua Tungabailoa a top twelve quarterback in twenty twenty three? On a per game basis, he was number nine in four point uh, per passing touchdown leagues, number seven in six point. And that was, remember, leaving the Bengals game early. That included the Packers game, where a lot of people think he was playing with a concussion in the second half. He threw three interceptions. It's very possible. So uh, is Tua Tungabailoa a top-12 quarterback in 2023? I don't think so. I don't think he could draft it that way. He certainly can finish that way. But I think just based on what we what we know right now, you know, the fact that multiple concussions, uh, you know, this is a guy that had a hip injury in college, an ankle injury in college, concussion concerns now. Um, he had other injuries before this year too. Yeah, but it's it's you know significant chunks of time that that he's he's had to miss, and so the system is fantastic. Now, we saw <clears throat> excuse me a lot of the the big games, for the most part, came before they sort of got figured out a little bit. You know, the West Coast trip where the 49ers, the Chargers, you know, and then even coming back to Buffalo. I know he played well against Buffalo, but those two games in particular, it seemed as if Mike McDaniel's system got a little bit, you, you know, uh, you know understood yes um so yeah. i i think it's tyree kill and jalen waddle you can make a case best wide receiver doing the league and they played that way this season so that's a huge advantage um offensive line you know i i, I don't know if it what teron armstead's going to be next year you know he struggled down the stretch is he still their their premier left tackle in terms of being that guy so the uh run game needs to be a little bit better clearly they need to find an, an answer to that and maybe there's a tight end that's brought in to be actual a george kittle which is what i think mike made see there's some things that 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 you found out a little bit throughout the season that before they got Tyree Kill, Mike McDaniel was planning on Mike Kosecki having a much bigger role. Then Tyree Kill comes in, understandably so. He changed the whole. Plan. He changed. He yep. changed everything the way that it went. Kosecki's gone. He's not coming back. They're not going to franchise him again. So do they get more of a 49ers West Coast tight end that fits that system a little bit better? They might already so, have one. Uh, maybe they do, but you know that, that that's that's something I think you got to keep an eye on. So I, I think there's still a lot to love about Tua, but if uh, the, we're doing a draft. In, in about a half hour, uh, if if it comes down to me and my I'm the last guy to take quarterback and it's Tua and Daniel Jones, I'm taking Daniel Jones. That's interesting because I mean Tua <clears throat> was looking like the big rising star. He led the NFL in yards per attempt by a mile. Um, they were actually a pretty pass heavy team. They just ran so they were 27th in plays, and that happens I think when you get a lot of big plays. They didn't run a lot of plays, but they were very pass heavy. Second fewest rush attempts in the NFL. He's got those great wide receivers. Obviously, he looked like he was breaking out. Um, yeah, he did finish. He did finish somewhat poorly. But if you look at it, look at the last four games he played. The Houston game looks bad on paper. He played two and a half quarters. San Francisco and the Chargers, they were bad. Uh, I don't remember. Did Armstead play in maybe one of those games? I think he missed the San Francisco game. 
Um, I'm not sure. He, I think you're right. He definitely missed, I believe, it was Week 18 against uh, the Patriots. But I don't, that, yeah, um, so did Tua though. Uh, so but I, th- I think he missed the San Francisco game, and they, he would, they, they, he was a huge difference maker for them, Teron Armstead, and he's injured all the time now. But uh, anyway, you know, there's a lot to like about Tua, but also you kind of look at like he just kind of crushed some. He had four huge games, and other than that, he wasn't great. And um, the only thing about the concussions, if people are going to say no because of the concussions, I don't want Tua. It's possible that their GM Chris Greer is telling the truth, and he said. He is not more, based on what we've heard from our doctors, he is not more susceptible to concussions than anyone else. It might have just been a bad run in that regard. So that's what the Dolphins are saying right now. They don't think Tua is more susceptible to concussions. He just had some bad luck this year. Throwing that out there. Yeah, so he's going to be a late-round pick that you'll have if you're streaming quarterback to begin the season. If you start your season with Daniel Jones and Tua Tungavailoa as your quarterbacks, just as an example, Jamie, you said you'd take Daniel Jones first. Maybe you'll take both. I know you're not a guy that likes to take No, but, I, yeah, but I, that's the yep. type of guy that Tua has to be. You can't make him your quarterback, and that's it, to begin the season, unless it's a super deep league. But I, I would imagine the Dolphins realize that they've got to stick with Tua, and that they're going to build around him, and they'll try and upgrade at the backup quarterback spot. Look, they, they, they went into it with, I'm assuming, the plan of, is Tua our guy for performance and for health? Teddy Bridgewater is one of the best backup quarterbacks you can find. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a guy with, you know, starting experience. And when he started, he's certainly been more than capable of leading a team. We've seen it. He just had an unfortunate injury situation himself. He got concussed when Tua got concussed. He broke his thumb when Tua was out. So they, the they, they had the plan. Right. It's just a matter of will the other guy that they bring in next year, whether it's Teddy or somebody else, be better than Tua? And what I mean by that is, can he, if Tua misses time, can he be step as in good or better? And Wally Pippen. Right. You know, and so that's the concern. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo's got ties to Mike McDaniel. Is that a route they go? I'd be stunned if he made I, You never know. Right. <clears throat> I you it. never know. All right. Next question here. Let's talk about the Vikings. When will you draft Dalvin Cook? You alluded to it earlier. Dave, I'll give you the first word. When will you draft Dalvin Cook, who on a per game basis was 12th in uh, non PPR, 14th at running back in full PPR? That's per game. When will you draft Dalvin Cook? I would look at him in late round two, if not round three. 15.1 PPR points per game in 2021. 14 PPR points per game in 2022. He will be in his age 28 season. We've come to love him as a fantasy stud, but I think you've just got to view him through the lens that we talked about. Look at the game that he just had against the Giants, one of the worst run defenses in the National Football League. He gets over 20 touches, doesn't come through for a huge game, had some nice runs, uh, I'll tell you what, there, there were moments in the Buffalo game where I was watching James Cook play, and I thought to myself, that's the Cook that I want to get. <laughs> like, I'd rather get James Cook in the – in. I don't even know if I can <laughs> say the middle rounds because he might end up going as a trendy breakout pick in round six or round seven. I'd rather have that value than Dalvin Cook between 20th and 30th overall. For me, it's round three. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't think I'll get Dalvin Cook if he's, uh, if he's going in round two. Um, we'll see again, you know, they have some issues, uh, how healthy is the right tackle going to be, you know, after, um, you know, Neil suffered the, I think it was Achilles or, or ACL, something, you know, significant. Um, how healthy is, or I'm sorry, is Bradbury going to be back their center? Uh, he's a free agent, you know, so that's two key pieces on the offensive line. Who's the backup going to be? Cause Madison's a free agent, you know, does he walk and do they bring They've in They've got somebody? some interesting guys. Well, you know, is, is it Nawagnu or is it somebody else Ty that comes Chandler in? Chandler could be that guy. Sure. Well, he's a little old too. Um, but is it somebody that you know they go out and they and they draft because they know that 
Dalvin Cook is not their long-term answer anymore. You know, so there, there's a lot of play here with Dalvin, but uh, it's a great offense as a whole. He just did not take the step forward, I think, that a lot of us were hoping for, especially after all the preseason reports of him being more involved in the passing. Right. That completely did not happen. Yeah, They were more pass-heavy this oh, year. Oh, much that, more. That, that's the difference between Mike Zimmer coaching and Kevin O'Connell coaching. Yep. And you see it all the time with former quarterbacks that become play callers. They view the offense. <clears throat> I got what Jamie's got. Uh, they view the offense through the, the quarterback. Yeah. And that's why Cousins had a big year. Um, they could cut him and save eight million bucks. That's interesting. See. I'm just I'm looking at it's got a, two million <clears throat> is guaranteed in late March. Um, they I think next year is probably more likely when they let him go. But if they really wanted to move on from him now, they could do it and not really take a big cap hit. I think the biggest difference for Cook, I, if you just, you know, you're not really into the numbers and I just, you just played fantasy, you know, Dalvin Cook wasn't as good as he normally was. It was touches. You know, the argument for Dalvin Cook was that he was still a pretty good running back. He wasn't an elite running back this year, but he, he averaged 17.8 touches per game. That's catches plus carries. He averaged 19.2 carries the year before. So uh, just carries 19.2 to touches 17.8, and that's 15.5 carries per game. This guy was a workhorse. You could rely on him for a lot of 20-carry weeks, you know? 15.5 carries per game. That was the biggest difference for Dalvin Cook. He wasn't really bad. He just didn't get the work that he needed. His target share has been pathetic. 14.3% target share, and that's been going down three straight years now. So you can't count on that. But if they say, hey, we're going to commit to the run more, then maybe that could boost Dalvin Cook's stocks. I just wanted to bring that factor in. Um, all right. I don't, I don't think yeah. that happens, though. I, I don't, I don't think that's Kevin O'Connell's offense. Um, and, and again, you know, I, I'll go back to what I said with the, the regard to the, the, the story I just wrote. He had 21 total touches in this game against the Giants. If you were to say right now, Dalvin Cook averaged four yards per carry, which is probably low for where his career is, I'm going to guess, but four yards per carry and six catches, and I told you 21 total touches, you would have said what were his total numbers? Yeah, it was a bad game, but that that's but he didn't average. average. What, I, what I'm saying, no, I'm saying, if you were yeah. to say right now, for Dalvin Cook, uh-huh. 21 total touches, six of them being catches in PPR, what yeah, do you yeah. think he would have scored? Oh, 20 plus, you know. Yeah. Right, he had 13 PPR points. Without and that happened a bunch of this year. That's one right. game, but yeah, I mean, you're right. It was a bad game. It was, and he finished really bad too. Actually, his last several games, the Bears, the Packers, he really. Right. Had I mean, are you interested in knowing how many games he had with north of 15 PPR? Yeah, give us that, and then we'll go to our last two questions. This year, well, he started off the year without getting any games north of 15 until week four. One, two, three, four, five, six games all year with 15 or more, full PPR, decimal scoring. Um, might, yeah. might not be the same that's guy. 22nd, so 22nd among running backs and targets per game. Yeah, That's low. Had number He had number two fantasy running back numbers. I think that's his ceiling now. I don't know. I mean, if it, he also had a more bad touchdown look. He had eight touchdowns in 17 games, eight rushing touchdowns, two receiving touchdowns. He had a lot of, he had like the third most carries inside the five-yard line. And he only had eight rushing touchdowns. So, uh, I don't. I just don't. I don't think he's like a scrub. I don't know. Nobody thinks that. But he just got right, phased out. Where he got were, phased where out. Where were he's we no, taking he's Dalvin a, Cook last year? Top top ten. He's, he's where is he, he now? He's no longer to me a, a top twenty four pick. Okay, let's go to Baltimore here. Um, which Mark Andrews do we get in twenty twenty three? Andrews averaged nineteen point one fantasy points per game in his first six games. Unbelievable. 
And then 8.4 fantasy points per game in PPR in his last nine games. That does include one game that he left with an injury. But even if you remove that, it wouldn't be very good. Which Mark Andrews do we get in 2023, Jamie? I think you get a very good fantasy tight end. I don't think you're going to get the elite player that we saw in 2021. I don't think you're going to get the the guy who was a bust for a good portion of the 2022 campaign. I think he's a solid number one fantasy tight end, top three upside. You're still drafting him second based on what he can do because he still feels a little bit better than TJ Hawkinson or Kyle Pitts or George Kittle or these guys. Uh, they're all up for discussion. You know, maybe not Pitts, but they're all up for discussion. Dallas Goddard um, of, of what, you know, Andrews is. So he's fallen. You know, we went into the this season saying there were two. There was Kelsey and Andrews. And then the field. Now it feels like there's Kelsey in the field. And so Andrews has fallen back to the field. Not that that's a bad thing, but uh, I don't think you can expect 17-plus PPR points per game. I think you're looking at maybe 14 to 15, and that's why he's the number two guy and should not be a top 24 pick. But it's it's the discount again. We talked about it with Justin Herbert, and it's not going to be the same like level of discount as Justin Herbert will be in fantasy drafts in 23. I bet he still goes in round three. Someone's going to take him in round three in every single draft. If he somehow makes it to round four, that's amazing value. And I, I would expect that he will continue to be a big part of that Baltimore offense. The only thing I can think of is if the Ravens make crazy wholesale changes and they get a new quarterback and they trade for DeAndre Hopkins or something like that, or they add another receiver and they take somebody, they bring somebody on the field that's going to target the wideouts more than the tight end, target the perimeter, not the middle of the field, and maybe throw – I mean, they already throw pretty low volume. I would, but that I would just volume think if they, if, if they change the offense, it's a huge boost for Mark Andrews because then you're talking about a more traditional passing attack. And yeah. so, right. But and if he, there's it, somebody else taking 100 targets or I, 120 I, targets over the course of the season, I, I mean, think that obviously Marquise hurts. Brown was a 100 target guy in this offense. Mm-hmm. And that was in his best season, in Mark Andrews' best season two years ago. Right. So I, I don't think that that's necessarily a concern. But if you say just let, let and I'm going to use this a lot, okay. to me, it's, it's, it's Derek Carr or better. So if you get Derek Carr right now, let's say you put Derek Carr in Baltimore, does Derek Carr make Mark Andrews better or worse? I would say better because now you're running an offense that's probably throwing the ball 35 times a game. Traditional and West so Coast if, style. If, right. if you're doing that, and again, the coordinator wouldn't matter here, but if you're doing that, and let's just say they bring in, you want to use DeAndre Hopkins as, as the, the benchmark as well, they bring in DeAndre Hopkins. That's kind of a high benchmark. But but, but he's the biggest name that's, that's available at that position. Right. You know? So we're not talking about an Isaiah Hodgins you know, going somewhere. We know we're talking Juju. Let's say Juju. So Juju goes to Baltimore. We knew that was a rumor. Sure. So Juju goes to Baltimore. I think there's 150 targets available for Mark Andrews in that range. You know, maybe not that high, but 130. And I think there's 100 targets for for Juju. And I think you give you tell me Mark Andrews is going to 130 mm-hmm. targets. See, I, I don't know if he'll get 130, but I still think he's going to be a good fantasy. If if, if there's if there's 35 passes per game from a quarterback, that's not Lamar. See, I. Well, even if it's Lamar, if they, if they, and I, I, I should say, I, I don't, I don't want to. Even if it's Derek Carr quarterback, I don't think they're going to move to a position where they say, okay, yeah, let's throw more when this entire franchise no, but, has but, been running the but ball that's, so but well. But that's what I'm saying. Since if, it they, moved. if they move on from Lamar Jackson, they are going a complete 180. The, that, there's no reason to get away I don't from know them. If they'll go Lamar Jackson has been an MVP. They're still going to want to They've run the been, ball. Oh, of course they're going to still run the ball. But I'm talking about when, they're, when, when I'm saying they're hitting the reset button. I think everybody, and maybe including Harbaugh, but Harbaugh makes the most sense to stay mm-hmm. because why would you get rid of him? Of course. But the GM's the one that built this team, so he's probably got to go. The offense coordinator certainly has got to go. And then it's everything else is changing. And so if everything else is changing, yes, they're going to want to run the ball. Why would you ever get away from what has they been successful better. for you? Exactly. But if they're replacing Lamar Jackson, they're replacing Lamar Jackson to be a more 2022 offense, 
and to throw the ball more mm. and be more in that regard. I don't regard. say it's going to be more of a like 2018 offense if they replace But, but again, I, I'm, I'm not— I'm, you want Lamar. I'm not saying Derek Carr. I'm saying that type of player, you know, a, a, a retread guy. Pocket passer, that's, that's, stays, that's doesn't not, move right. that, too that's, much. That, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. All right, last question here. It's for Tampa Bay. If Tom Brady returns anywhere, can you see Tom Brady being a fantasy stud again? No. It's really hard to see. <laughs> because if you look at the, the possible <laughs> destinations, right? Ian Rappaport said this over the weekend. It's Tampa Bay, again, they're still going to be in the mix. Sounds like he said goodbye to them last night, though. San Francisco, which to me would be crazy at this point. Tennessee, can never see that there. That'd be weird. And Las Vegas. So if he goes to Las Vegas, maybe. Now, two things have to happen. I think Josh Jacobs is gone, and they don't have a rushing leader coming back. So it's a, it's more of a Tom Brady type running running game where there's a you know hybrid type of guy that's going to catch the ball and be a little bit more on the pass-catching side. Um, unless again, they're, and, and if they if it's still Jacobs, I think they're they're a more balanced offense. He's not throwing the ball forty times a game. Um, the offensive line's got to be much better than what he had in Tampa Bay. No matter where and, he goes, and, and Las Vegas has to in, invest in that. So I don't think he's you know he's forty six. I mean, look, he you know you could say offensive line, you could say Godwin not healthy to begin the season, uh, no Gronk, all these things. He just looked old. You know, I mean, he really did. You know, he had some great moments. Um, a lot of fourth quarter, you know, miraculous plays. Uh, he was let down by his receiving core. Mike Evans had a big drop even again last night, you know, when the game was out of reach. Yep. And, you know, they, they got the ball back on the onside kick. But, no, no longer an elite fantasy quarterback. Can he still be a starting fantasy quarterback? Yes. Can he still be somebody that you you take as a second guy and he ends up being 10 through 12, 10 through 15? Right. Sure. But he doesn't run. You're asking him to be, you know, 4,500 yards and 40 touchdowns again, and that's a lot for a 46-year-old no, dude. No, he just had a season with 25 touchdowns. You saw the floor. And he attempted 43 passes per game during the regular season. Yeah. Is he going to do that again when he's 46 going into 47? I, I find it hard to believe that he'll go to a place where he's going to want to throw the ball. Uh, I mean, maybe he'll want to throw the ball, but the coaching staff will want him to throw the ball 40 times a game. I just don't think it's, it's sustainable. I do think the offensive line – was a humongous problem all year. And I think it put him in the mindset of, I, I got to get rid of this ball quick. I got to get it out as soon as I get it because I don't want to get hit. I don't want to get injured. And so he needs like an all-pro style offensive line. Think of the best offensive line in football. Uh, Dallas has a really good offensive line right Philly, now. Sure. Yep. Philly's got an awesome one. If he had an offensive line like that, I could see him being good for fantasy, but I still feel like the ceiling is what you said, 10 to 12 among quarterbacks. Nah, I think if he went to Philly and he had that line and those receivers, then I think he could he could maybe be top five again. But uh that's not top five's a lot to ask though. I know I don't run. Yeah, and it is, but he did it last year, you know. So um, But no one's gonna draft him with that in no, mind, and no one's not. gonna draft him with, with that type of upside. <laughs> he's not gonna go to Philly. I, I don't think he'll of go to Philly. Of course not. I don't think he's <laughs> no, going I, I do think I do think, you know, when you look at openings, Miami, there was obviously the story last year, you know. So is, is that something that they would revisit? And you know, would would they really consider, you know, bringing him in with that? Doesn't seem likely. Uh the Jets might make some sense. You know, yeah, for, for yeah. a team that would, I'm sure, drive Patriots fans crazy. Um, but they have an opening. They might they like have, it at this point. They have some nice receivers, but does he want to play in the cold? To me, it's Las Vegas. I, I think it's Vegas or bust at this point. There's an opening. There's a coach he's familiar with. There's good weapons there. If they can just invest in the offensive line, which seems like there's something that they could do, 
then that's the spot he goes to. The only problem is if you're him and you're looking to compete for another Super Bowl, you got to go through Mahomes, you got to go through potentially still Herbert and whatever the Broncos throw at you. It's a very tough path, especially with Kansas City. Okay, folks. Hall of Famer, Dave Richard. And Nando DeFino. Shout out to him. Yeah. Um, it's been a special I'm day. for Nando. And uh, thank you to Heath, Nando, Scott Fish, James Quistel, Nathan Segura, Jason Horowitz, Pete Prisco, eventually Will Brinson. Um, thanks to Jamie for setting this up. Dave, you should know Jamie did a lot of work setting this up. Uh, so <laughs> I thank believe you. that. Yes. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, everybody. And to Thomas Schaefer, our producer Catholic. as well. Yeah. Really it's a fun was. show. Hope everybody enjoyed it. For the Adam uh, shaved, you know, for the big day. Yeah, I, <laughs> I did that. Up. I showered, though. That was, you know, that was new. Oh, God. We got, he thought of vacation to come on, and he even brushed his hair. I I tried. I put conditioner in. I thought it would help. But uh, still, I got just got to get a haircut. All right, later, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.